Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis in a post Luke world. Wait, is that too he's, extreme? He's not dead. Well, he's he's gone to Japan for two weeks. Yeah, he's dead to me. <laughs> no one takes holiday from Wrestle Talk, and I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hello, hi. How's it going? Yeah, very well, thanks. Good. How was your weekend? This is yeah. This is good. This is what Luke usually I know. talks about. You know what? This happened last time. Mm -hmm. As soon as Luke's away, just end up bitching about Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Even though he's going to listen to this. I told him once, I told him, can you stop asking me how, you know, how the devil are you? Yeah. Because like, for for whatever reason, I can never prepare something. (laughs) And I don't want to just say, yeah, I'm good. Cheers, man. Uh, Uh, Fine. Because I haven't always got an interesting story to tell. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds great. But so, so Pete, yeah. How the devil <laughs> are you? I'm all right, mate. Actually, I'm better than I have been. It's less stressful now because we've had a lot of stuff happening. What with AEW starting and all that jazz, October's been a very busy time. But now I think, even with Luke away, I think we're starting to get into a bit of a. I, th- I think we've had a, a bit of a rejig, a reshuffle around Wrestle Talk, and yeah, it's good. It's it's better now. I'm not, yeah. as, not as tired all the time. <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question again. That was insanely boring. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I agree, though. It does feel like, um, 
yeah, you'd expect when Luke goes away, <gasps> we'll all have more oh, work God, to do. Oh, God, so much more. Yeah. And we do in a way, but yeah, we're, we've got our plan. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's where all the anxiety and nervous energy was coming from. Probably, yeah. Because we didn't have a proper plan. We were just like, let's try this this week. Let's try this next week. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, nope, here's the course of the ship. Yep. There might be an iceberg right in the middle, but at least we know where we're trying to get to. Yep. At least we've got our four-minute reviews back. Oh, yeah. And that's what we need. Which were really fun to do. H- how did you find yours on, on uh, Saturday? Because you've oh, never ridden one. No, never before. <laughs> and it was really difficult to keep it to four minutes. Uh, uh, I say that because normally when I was doing the previous old version of reviews, where it would have to be you know, roughly six to seven minutes long-ish, uh, I would overwrite for that quite significantly. And then I'd have to cut back on all the things because I would write pretty much like every detail that happened on the show, including moves that happened, etc. You love writing down moves. Sequences. I know, I do. You get bogged down in the details. I know, I really do. But and you I still like... get finishes of matches wrong. I, I do, yeah. And people have called me out for it several <laughs> times. Does Pete even watch the show? Yeah, I do. I just get things wrong sometimes. It's like when Roman Reigns hit a spear and then he tagged in Ali for the win, which was, admittedly, a nice moment. But I just saw Roman Reigns hit the spear and I was like, right, Roman's won. So then I wrote that down. And then I didn't change it after he tagged in Ali. I was like, oh, he tagged in Ali. And then I watched it, but I didn't change my nose. So If if you sort of stop paying attention completely and you just listen to the entrance music being played, mm-hmm. you think, oh, wow, Hulk, Hulk Hogan won that match. <laughs> Um, but yeah, writing a four-minute review was actually, I managed to keep it down just about, uh, but I did struggle to like actually make it entertaining rather than just saying, this match happened, oh, this really? result happened, ah. this match happened, and this result happened. So then it was just, it got quite formulaic, and I was like, huh, going to change that a bit. So I went back and tried to add in a bit of humor here and there. Yeah. But yeah, so it was, it was hard to make it entertaining and short, which is my life motto. That's 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 what I stand by. <laughs> Entertaining and short. That's your tagline. That's me, yeah. Because <laughs> I think people see those shorter videos and mm-hmm. go, well, that must be easier to make. Why don't you just make loads of those? And actually, there's a, there's a really good Mark Twain quote. Oh, really? Let me get this. Are we really comparing WrestleTalk to Mark Twain? <laughs> longer letter. Uh, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Yeah. The idea of... Anyone can do a vomit draft and write 2,000 words, mm-hmm. but to refine it, to chisel it away, to reveal the David underneath the marble. That's right, isn't it? I nearly said the Michelangelo underneath the marble, but he's the guy who would have been chiseling. Yeah, exactly. David was stuck in the marble <laughs> like Han Solo <laughs> in Carbonite. And it this is a, it a weird reference you're making here. I went too highbrow, and I thought, well, I've got, the, I've got to do an equal highbrow <laughs> reference to Mark Twain. <laughs> and you went with Han Solo. Speaking of highbrow, you mm. saw Joker. I did, yes. Which uh, is, of course, the most spectacular movie ever made on both a commercial and critical level. Totally. It was all right. <laughs> yeah, I went out... Uh... We had a bit of a date day. Went with my lady partner. Went out for a nice three-course meal beforehand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, and then, yeah, we went out to go see Joker. Uh, it was where, cool. Where was the three-course meal? Because Pizza uh, Express aren't really good. ZZ. It's the sister to Pizza Express. It is, admittedly, yes. It was very good. I don't know what it is about cinemas and Italian restaurants. They are right next to each other 
everywhere. I wonder if that's just a an, a UK thing, or Probably. if that's similar in because Italian cuisine's excellent. Yes, it's just pasta and cheese for the most part, or at least the version we get. Yeah, and some tomatoes. Um, but yeah, I, I wonder if that's the same elsewhere. Maybe other countries have. Chinese food next to their cinemas. Maybe. We always have Italians. Always. Yeah. Always and forever. Um, so, yeah, we went to the ZZ, and then next door there was a Cineworld that we went to. Nice. Screen Stalker Partner so you Cineworld. feel more. I, did yeah, you feel more? I felt so much more. How much did you feel? <laughs> so much. Everyone. <laughs> I, I was half debating just going up to the counter being like, oh, yeah, I worked for a Screen Stalker, my partner, you know. My germs. Free, free, just... free tickets. <laughs> No, Ran I, your I hand into the popcorn bin. It would have been good, wouldn't it? Uh, but I didn't do that. Um, we bought regular tickets, like regular people. And yeah, we watched the film. It was really, really good. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, I thought yours and Luke's review of the movie was pretty solid. I didn't listen to the spoiler review part of your sure. review you did for Screen Stalker, but I did listen to the spoiler-free part. Five-star performance in a three-star film is fair, I'd say. It's a it's a fun movie. Well, it's not fun. It's the opposite of fun, but you know what I mean. It's a it's a good movie. It's it's engrossingly exciting. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Yes, uh, with a spectacular performance from oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, yeah, I thought it was a very very engaging watch, and because I I particularly like very strong performances from particular actors, which is why I really like like The Dark Knight, mainly because I just bloody love Heath Ledger in that movie. Um, so I I. I got a massive kick out of it because I enjoy seeing the acting process that people take. You really movies, specifically so. enjoy people getting lost in the role of the Joker. Well, it's not ju- that was what just the first Jared example because he he went he went deep. He did go deep in that, and I, I appreciate when people lose themselves in their roles that they're playing and commit HR. Yeah, uh, you know what's the word? Harassment, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, <laughs> totally endorsing that. Thanks, Ollie. Um, yeah, I, I, but I do like actors when they're really good at acting, shockingly. So, yeah, I got a massive kick Oh, out you'll of this love movie. the main event of Raw then. <laughs> <laughs> it was great acting. I, I was in my writing class yesterday. Mm-hmm. All lovely people. Mm-hmm. Like the, that's why I go, really. Uh, because it's such a nice group of people, and we've been together for about two years now. And the subject of Joker came up, and I got excited, because usually we have to discuss boring books. Mm-hmm. Everyone else's references and inspirations come from this book I've read. Like which, Mark Twain. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is totally good. Yep. Um, but I, the, I'm like, oh, yeah, I did this because I like the way comic books are structured. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really like what Jeff Johns and how Grant Morrison does this. Or yeah. we were doing, um, we went round uh, doing favorite first lines from from books. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I know. Yeah. So I just, apart from like Taylor Two Cities, and someone's al- someone already had that one, Oof. which is, it was the best times of the worst times. Yeah. Any other. Uh, so I just said, there will be bloods, opening line, <laughs> and closing line. But what happened is Joker came up, so I was, I was excited. And then the teacher said, yeah, it's, it's done amazing. Um, like everyone was sort of the similar opinion to us. One person really took against it, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Said it was a horrible portrayal of mental health issues. Which, I, you know, I, I think is, it might be a bit triggery just because just to say this person... Mm-hmm. has mental health issues doesn't mean the film saying everyone with mental health issues is going to go on to be a supervillain. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> um it's probably saying most supervillains have 
mental health issues. Yes. Yeah, I it's think. The, opposed to the other way around. Yes. Um, it's called deductive reasoning. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, and uh, yeah, he said that it's it got 1.3 billion at the box office. And everyone sat back and went, whoa, that's amazing. <laughs> and I was, I, I couldn't, you know, like in a normal social situation, <laughs> you just go, it's incredible, isn't it? And I yeah. go, really? <laughs> really? It's, I don't, that's a lot. That is a lot of money. And I didn't know. So yeah. I, was, I was on shaky ground, but I was like, that, I mean, it might have beaten Deadpool. Um, yeah, yeah it, beat, it beat Deadpool to be the biggest R-rated movie of all time. Okay. <clears throat> and I was like, cool, uh, that, that's totally plausible. Um, what and it made over like I kept on saying and it made over a billion and he went yeah 1.3 it was so fixated yeah. on the 1.3 which was what was getting I was like man like freaking Star Wars or, or the first Avengers movies struggled to break yeah. get over a billion mm-hmm. uh, and yeah just uh, I mean you know they're not listening but it's uh, 852 million <laughs> It's only half well, a million off. Worldwide. Half a million. Yeah. Half a billion off. Sorry. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, oh I've forgotten it. Trekupple. Trekupple is the name. You know how you say like four digit, six digit numbers and stuff? Yeah. Uh, Trekupple is 1,000 billion. So the number of digits in that is right. a Trekupple. I think it's like 13 zeros. So not a trillion. And a one. Not a trillion. No, I'm not talking about what a trillion is. Right. I'm talking about the name for a right. number that has that many individual digits. <laughs> okay. It's a trekupple. Okay. I learned that yesterday. I'm so I'm a lot you smarter when Luke's not here. Yeah, you didn't come to the WrestleTalk podcast for education yet. Education is what we give you. And now it's not appearing on any Google search. I feel like you've just made that up, slash dreamt about it, and you've taken it as oh, fact. I definitely feel like I heard it somewhere. <laughs> we should probably talk about WWE. Uh, maybe. Anyway, let's get on to the main portion of the show, where we're going to be talking about, are Rusev and Lana over? To, to double me- Are they over because they're over and also split up? I think it's smart. It is very smart. It's a good title. Yeah. Here's the show. Pete. Yes. Main event of this week's Raw. Oh, God. Go home angle for Crown Jewel. Yes. The international event known as Crown Jewel. Uh, And this segment didn't build to it in the slightest. Uh, This was a King's Court segment with Jerry Lawler, or as he kept hyping throughout the night, it might as well be called Divorce Court, except it was called Divorce Court because they had the, (laughs) every time they showed the graphic, they put divorce over the side of it. That's a a very important point, by the way. Mm -hmm. This was promoted throughout the night. Like when the episode opened, it was, we've got this Seth Rollins Rowan match. And we've got Divorce Court. Mm -hmm. And every 45 minutes, I say, don't go anywhere. Divorce Court's coming. So if the third hour of the ratings is really low, we all know that this isn't connecting and this sort of storyline doesn't really work when done this schlockily in 2019. Yes. But there is a chance, Pete, Mm -hmm. that people do like this sort of stuff. I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm kind of ambivalent towards it. We'll come on to that when we discuss the full segment. Mm-hmm. But there is a chance, based on how Raw pushed this throughout the night, that the ratings, the data will be really very clear if it is working for the actual audience. Yes, because ratings might be really, really good 
for the third hour. They might have really high retention rate to that third hour. Maybe people really like it. And I'm in the minority when I say I don't like it. But yeah, if that happens, at which point I think, you know, that's just all hop on that ship to Mars. <laughs> where we're, we're going, it'll be fun. Where Will logic it be fun? Reigns. Yeah, it'll be more fun than this. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so, yeah, like we said, it's a divorce court segment with Jerry Lawler, who brings out Rusev, who's a smiley man. Do you know everything uh, going on? Jerry Lawler's been divorced three times. Yeah, yeah, I did know that. I thought that was kind of... <laughs> on he the did, nose? He didn't really make a, a big thing of that. I thought mm. that would be quite fun to joke about. Yeah, I thought Jerry would make a quip about three that at some point. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm an expert on that, don't you know? Yeah. Et cetera, yeah. Um, but then Lana comes out, and she said earlier in the night that she didn't want to come out with Bobby. There was a very quick backstage promo where Bobby said, you know, I could come out there with you. And she was like, no, 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 I need to do this by myself. And he was like, okay. So Lana came out by herself, and she came out, and she started saying all these things against Rusev. Uh, she was saying that Rusev wants sex all the time. Guy wants it in the morning. He wants it in the afternoon. He wants it at night. He wanted it in an arena. Rusev is a sex addict. I did not know how to feel when she said that. It's weird, isn't it? So, so b- before she said sex addict, mm-hmm. you know, but Lana, she have sex here. It was like that old Chris Jericho promo against Chris Benoit. <laughs> sex on a goat. Sex on a, <laughs> as a blushing bride. But then she, then Rusev quipped in between this. And, you know, Rusev has given up as a performer, I think. And oh, yeah. he's just having fun. Like, he's not treating this seriously, which has kind of made him even better. And he was a very good actor anyway I thought in in terms of wrestling yeah. Lana is actually really very good when she she's not labored by the Russian accent mm-hmm. I think she's a really good actress in general or actor I don't and she that. she is an actor I think right just yeah, outside that, that. she's appeared bell. in movies and yeah, stuff I think yeah. So. um yeah but so's the Miz <laughs> yeah but Miz has appeared in WWE Studios movies there's a difference and uh and Lana says Rusev wants to have sex with me everywhere and Rusev sort of turns to Lawler Brilliant delivery, comedic delivery, and just goes, can you blame me? <laughs> and, you know, as that was the first moment in this entire god-awful storyline where I kind of went, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the start of, of my mind just going, it is what it is. <laughs> and if that's, just strap in. If, if that's the best this storyline can give is a... <laughs> Look, and that's it. But the, there was a point there before that moment. I was I was up like this, and I could mm-hmm. have continued to get annoyed, which yeah. would do this to my stress levels that are already quite high. Yeah. Or I could just go, huh? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I I, t- I think I took the ha route, and I found everything that happened afterwards quite quite banally silly. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Lana then continued after Rusev was just like, sure, whatever. Well, actually, when she said. You're a sex addict. Mm, yeah. Rusev lost it. Yeah. And it just... It, there were a lot of... This was, you know, it was what it was, but it wasn't even consistent to what it was. Yeah. Because Lana's whole thing about you want sex too much, that doesn't chime with how she has had a hypersexualized relationship with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. So the idea that she, Rusev wasn't giving her sex, and that's what drove this video's been demonetized already I oh can, yeah i can totally. feel it the amount we've said sex yeah uh like her leaving rusev because of that and now now rusev saying it was 
But then when Lana accuses him of being a sex addict, that seems to be the most offensive thing that's happened to Rusev so far. Yeah. And he went mad. He was like, what did you, what? Yeah. Like that. And and then he got very offense, uh, very offended. And then Lana continued saying, yeah, you just wanted to put a child in me. Uh, and that's what this is all about. And I can't do that. I'm a model. And I, I can't have stretch marks and all that sort of thing. So it's like, if Lana's telling the truth in this storyline that was quotation marks for podcast listeners if she's telling the truth and that rusev is excuse me in in storyline rusev is a sex addict and he just wanted a child too much etc why is lana the heel like granted shouldn't go and cheat on someone totally fair but all the reasons she's giving for being upset with rusev are legitimate reasons if she's telling the truth well that yeah i i don't think that's a mental exercise worth exploring it's true just because it was it was very clear to me that she's lying yeah just because she was you know chucking up idea after idea here's a reason here's another reason Mm -hmm. so i i don't quite buy into that it it was always clear to me that lana was not telling the truth here yeah so i didn't really get that and rusev you know unfortunately is being very likable when he should be more enraged to fully connect as a baby face yes yeah, uh, <clears throat> leading on from that, actually, Lana then goes on to say, oh, and also, yes. Rusev cheated on me. Uh, and Rusev just went, what? Like, proper, what? great great delivery again from yeah. that. It's the reaction you'd have if someone just turned to you and said, oh, yeah, you cheated on me. You'd be like, what? No, that's ridiculous. Um, and then he was like, how would you know? And she goes, oh, well, Bobby Lashley told me. He was like, and why would you believe him? Mm. You believed him for that? Um, and Rusev then goes... Well, Bobby Lashley, he's chatting S-word, and he gets bleeped because he said a naughty. Yeah. Um, And the announcers played it up like, oh, well, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. It's totally planned. Live TV, etc. And then they start shouting at each other, and that brings out Bobby Lashley. Bobbles comes out uh, down towards the ring. He and Rusev brawl. Rusev just starts ripping open his shirt before he even gets there, like, let's go, bro, etc. By the way... For Rusev's look, mm. his moustache was there and thick, but the rest of the beard had grown out, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate. Which is not as long as the moustache, mm. so it still looked like a moustache, but it was... It's not... It's not as... It's not full moustache. Yeah, I know, yeah. Which which worries me. Because that's, th- the, that's just the major go thing that's working right now. Yeah, I guess. that moustache. Yeah. Yeah, Rusev went straight for Bobby, mm-hmm. and that kind of fire, I think, is what we all wanted from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't work last week because the restaurant situation was too staged, I yeah. think. And th- there wasn't actually that much like violence. He kind mm. of took him and then just kind of got him on the floor and went, yeah, was, and then that was it. It was it, limp. Yeah. It was no like actual you know, contact or anything. But here, the crowd did get into it. They did. Um, and they were chanting Rusev Day. Rusev looked like a beast. But it only really lasted about 25, 30 seconds mm-hmm. because then Bobby got on top in the ring and the crowd just went and went quiet again. And it just just to yeah, go through this very quickly, Rusev takes off his wedding ring and puts it in Bobby's mouth. Mm-hmm. It's the fiends thing. I thought I thought that was quite a cool moment. I just, as in like, I, okay, cool is not the right word. That was that was my moment where I went. <laughs> oh really? It. That was my moment when I was just saying, it is what it is. <laughs> this is dumb. Like, uh, yeah, that kind of took me out of it a bit because I was like. So your your way to get around this sort of cuck allegation storyline is to shove your finger into the guy who's sleeping with your wife's mouth. 
It's totally fine if that's what you're into. I, I think that's the kind of the moment, because it started off with Rusev looking like an absolute chump to be like, I just want to work yeah, things out yeah. between us and blah, blah, blah. And I think that was the moment where it's like, right, Rusev is actually not trying to win Lana back anymore in storyline. And that's much better for him. So I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, at least he's not being a complete idiot in the whole thing. No, he's just, he's just shoving his finger into a guy's mouth. It's his wedding ring, Ollie, not just his finger. I think he put, poked his finger. <laughs> and Lana, while that's happening, has a kendo stick. Yeah, she and just, just grabs starts it. hitting Rusev. Rusev no-selling these Absolutely. kendo stick just shots. As if it wasn't there. It's like all. a fly. Yeah. And uh, then Bobby hits a low blow. And then I think there was another low blow. Mm-hmm. And then Bobby took a run-up and kicked him in the dick. And Rusev's on the ground holding his balls and Lana and Bobby just smooch each other's faces off while standing over him. And that's how the show went off air. As, did you hear this? A fan in the crowd. This is the, like, three seconds left of the show. This is your final image. A fan yells and it's picked up on camera. This is weird! (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? They're not wrong. (laughs) This is super weird. Yeah, yeah, it for, was. For, for many, many reasons. Like, Bobby and Lana just making out over Rusev's body is a weird visual in and of itself. The whole storyline of him putting his wedding ring in his mouth, super weird. The whole allegations of cheating and being a sex addict, super weird. Like, and then, this was the main event angle of the show, which is your go-home show for Crown Jewel. This is weird. <laughs> You've made many compelling points there. Yeah. I'm going to add another. What the hell happened to the arrest? Oh, yeah. He that... was arrested last week. WWE.com even put up an article saying we confirm Rusev's arrest. Yeah. The guy's been incarcerated for like three days. Was not brought up at all on this no. show in any meaningful way. I think on SmackDown they mentioned, oh, yeah, Rusev's out of jail, by the way. But like, that, like that's it. That's the reference they've done. he's so happy. Yeah. yeah. Just walking out. So, it's almost like a Vince McMahon swagger he had about him. It's a bad story. Yeah. Even as a bad story, it doesn't make sense within its own rules. Even the bit where one character's trying to lie and that's part of their character, even that inconsistency isn't consistent. Yeah. Which <sighs> is just another layer of frustration. But there is something that is giving me intense joy <laughs> about this <laughs> car wreck. Because if it doesn't, I'm going to go mad. Yeah. I'm going to go mad. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And for our Patreon supporters as well, who mm. uh, we've got some $25 a month or more shout-outs to do. Remember, everyone go over to Screen Stalker's Twitch channel because Laurie and Simon will be playing Bump in the Night. Oh, yeah, The expansion I think pack. they might be doing my career again. I don't know. Do, I, don't, I don't know if they had fun doing Bump in the Night. You know you don't get The Fiend. You have to unlock The Fiend. Oh, my God. Come on, guys. I know, I know. Um, Jeez. Right, so thank you. Straight from the pages of 2000 AD comics, Judge Mortis. Yes. yes. Love that reference. One cool dog. <laughs> the brain. Brian Kelly. Sorry, yes. uh, it got missed off. Uh, sayonara, Kiney Grant, we maybe. We don't know how to pronounce your name. Yeah. Uh, Vito Ventura, pet detective. Woo, yeah. Yes. Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. No cubs for Colin. Amazing. The man of a thousand and one questions, Shea Silverstein. Woo, yes. Mm. Tantalizing Travis Mantelo. Hey, yes. The black shirt, Tyler Bailey. Oh, yes. Hopefully that came in before the controversy. Before the, the controversy, weekend. yes. Uh, more news at 11. Atheist news. Yes. Woo. Ass kicking Kyle J. Buttcabbage Jr. Woo, yeah. Is that your real name? <laughs> Buck Cabbage? Uh, the legendary Greek hero Ulysses. Wow. That's great. Big We're names in there. Backed on Patreon by Ulysses. Golden Nick Holden. I like that. Oh, yeah. That's simple. Thank you. Was that you? Yeah, it was me. So these last three these ones last three are ones you came up with. I just with. came up with today. Excellent. This is a very laboured one, but here we go. Justin, could you be any better than Matthew Perry? Come on. It's laboured and it's bad. You're welcome. And the Scouse Port Gerard Bay. Yay! Because it's Gerard. Stephen Gerard. Bay. Scouse Port. Let's see what the SWAF Nation have to say about this storyline from Ronce Rajan. My dad is still walking in on me during the Lana Lashley segments. That being said, it's probably because he hears it. So I'm going yeah. to get, get on this side. Yeah. That being said, might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm actually invested in the Rusev storyline, if just in a car crash sort of way. I guess so. And like the, like we said before, the crowd were reacting for it for the first bit anyway. When, when Rusev was on top, the crowd enjoyed it. Soon as Lashley went back on top, they were like, ugh. God, you can't, you can't this again. say on top. Oh, I can. 
<laughs> I can and will. Job and JJ496, instead of moustache break, what about sex break? All right, Edge. Kevin, I'm back. Welcome back. The main event was really weird, but the wrestling was good enough to make it an avroad show, in my opinion. Also, can't wait to see if Lana will cost Rusev the match at Crown Jewel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice reference to Ollie's Raw yeah, review today. So that's that's the new thing. It's a sh- it's, it's annoying when you think of jokes that have legs mm-hmm. that you can only realistically use for two days. Yeah. Like, you're not even really going to get another... Nope, because it's going to be Smackdowns after yeah. it, so it's just the one show. Doing the Super News tomorrow. I'll, I'll cram it in until people sure don't we can want do it, it for on another the, year. On the Crown Jewel review, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good throw point. that in there. That's a good point. Yeah. Valab uh, Mamidipudi. Sorry if I butchered that. Thank you, Lana, for finally revealing what correct tradition is for Rusev to do on Rusev Day. <laughs> Sounds exhausting, but I, like many, want to be like Rusev. Who doesn't? He's a handsome man. Can you blame me? Yeah, can you blame me? <laughs> Canelli Improbabile. Uh, it feels like Vince just discovered the cuckold category. Well, I need more context there, right? I don't <laughs> know what you're talking about. <laughs> just like back in the day when JR broke the news to him that people liked Asian women. That is so true. Mm. I totally forgot that story was a thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? The, if, if you're unaware, the, the story is that... Uh, until like 2005, I think, because it was when Gail Kim was signed to the company. Yeah. Vince McMahon was genuinely caught unaware that people found it found Asian women attractive. Yeah. And he was like, that's what? <laughs> <laughs> let me... Oh, Vince. Let me in. Right. Beat me during the final segment. WTF is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, John Kurosawa. Why... Why was Rusev Lana the main event on a go-home show? Makes no sense. Hashtag support WrestleTalk. I know I do. Watching live from Wisconsin, the home of Hornswoggle. Wow. I didn't know that Hornswoggle was from Wisconsin. Also, 100% agree. Why was it the main event on a go-home show for Crown Jewel? In a show that didn't really build to Crown Jewel that much. Yeah. Yeah, I did. It's We said this on the SmackDown review. It feels mm-hmm. like WWE resent the fact that they have to do pay-per-views and they have to do TV. Yeah. <laughs> and they just have to do wrestling in general. Yep. Jack Schropper. I can't wait for the King's Court to host a live sex celebration with Lashley and Lana post-divorce. Yep. Don't put it past them. Yep. Rex Joseph Calmerin. I only have one thing to say. Rusev's storyline. I'm not saying it. It's not my thing. It's not my thing. It's not. Chop it down. Chop it down. <laughs> Get a chop it down chunk going in the comments. Tyler Wright, I thought Raw was supposed to get better. Angry face emoji. Um, yeah. Look, it's better than it was in May through to July. Yes. Much better. 100%. Kevin, again, thank you for coming back, by the way. I face palmed myself so hard I gave myself a concussion. <laughs> should get that scene too. Venom Kitsutsu should, should have said shag, Ollie. Mm. Shag, very British. Uh, description word for it's a very, sex. Very Austin Powers-y. Adam Kojina. There's loads of super chats about uh, Rusa Vanana, so we'll only do a few more. I can't believe I'm saying this, but can we have the Micah Maria storyline back? At least it had a little substance, I guess. This is where we are now. See, that storyline's fine around the 24-7 title. Mm. That's fine. Not as the main event of Raw. JD Pat's fan. Rusev's beard could mean he's distraught over getting a divorce, so he gave up on his appearance. That's a nice read into it, but he looked quite smart still. He didn't yeah. look, like, disheveled. 
He just kind of looked quite good. Because I, I don't think he really cares about this storyline. No. Yeah. Um, Nate drops surname. Rusev not caring is the best part of this story. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jeffrey Pridemore. I'm glad I'm not the only one getting a perverse laugh out of this storyline. Well, I, we can all per- be perverts together. Per- perverse. Yeah. Kind of was, but kind of not. So, Raw began. It was from St. Louis, Missouri. Of course, we're three days away from Crown Jewel. It's the go-home show. So what better way, Pete, to open than with women? Yep. Paige here. Makes perfect sense. Paige made her return to main roster programming, at least. She's been on WWE backstage as early as last Friday. I thought she was very good, actually, on that show, if you've seen any of it. Um, And she... Yeah, she... She came back and she effectively said, look, here are my Japanese people, Asuka and Kairi Sane. I have guided them to the Women's Tag Team Championships. I am so proud, yada, yada, yada. And then Kairi Sane and Asuka started to sort of bully her a bit. And then Asuka did the green mist in her face. I th- This was cool because, I, you know, it's good for the Kabuki Warriors to turn on page. I mm-hmm. thought that should have really been their heel turn. It was a good angle to use. Yeah. But I just didn't get why Paige wasn't like, look, I need to ask you both about why you've been so heelish recently. Yeah. Yeah. She was just kind of like, ah, oh, as if it, they were still a babyface team, just being yeah. like, so proud of you, women's evolution, all that stuff. And it was, just, yeah, it didn't really gel quite well. Like you said, it's a, it's a nice moment for Kabuki Warriors to be like, no, we're finally, finally our own <laughs> team. We don't need you, Paige. We're better than you. Fine. Cool. I just don't know what. I don't know why. If Paige had already left them, I don't know why this segment was necessary because yeah. it didn't really add anything, I guess. I guess for continuity's sake, it's nice to have that to to show they don't have Paige anymore on screen rather than just it kind of being an off screen. She's not there mm-hmm. anymore, but she'd already left quite some time ago. So I don't know if this was actually necessary at all. Yeah, for the amount of things that WWE just write off with no explanation, mm-hmm. this does kind of stick out. But I, I think it, it could have worked really well. And I'm not saying it didn't work to an extent. I just think she needed to to get the right kind of heat for the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah, She needed to dress them down and be like, what the hell are you playing at, girls? Mm-hmm. This isn't what I wanted you to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, they Paige sold it really well, actually, the green mist in the face. And uh, this brought out Becky Lynch because... Team PCB. (laughs) For life. I genuinely forgot that was a thing. (laughs) Uh, And they they had a match against... Becky Lynch had a match against Kairi Sane, which I really enjoyed by the end of it. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Uh, I didn't know I needed heal Kairi Sane in my life, but now I've got it. She is awesome. I love her. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah, she's still a better baby face. Oh, yeah, for sure. But she's... That it seems like a lot of her act, her heel act, is, oh, I'm injured. Yeah, uh, I get, and it's a feigning I guess injury. So. And, I really like her creepy laugh that she does. Mm. Put it that way. And she doesn't do that creepy laugh when she's a babyface. She's just very kind of like, I'm a pirate, etc. But with that whole other like dimension she's got on her character now, when she's doing weird, creepy things, I really, really enjoy it. And Asuka was out on the outside as well, sort of doing the distraction. So Lynch had the... It was good baby face booking in Lynch's favour. Mm-hmm. She had the odds stacked against her. And um, she took out Asuka on the outside. And Becky got sane in the disarmor and made a tap. 
So yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, right result, look good. Uh, hopefully builds to a, a Lynch versus Asuka match. I think that's where That'd the money cool. is here, especially after Asuka beat her at Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I thought this was a good segment overall. I, the page stuff could have been better, but overall I really like this and it made me excited for the future. Yeah, uh, and I really liked this match as well because Kyrie didn't look awful coming out of it. Mm, yeah. it. It wasn't just a quick like, oh, Becky wins, I guess. Kyrie had some really good like near falls and things like that. It was really good sequences where I was like, oh, is Kyrie winning this? No, okay, never mind. Yeah, but there was a couple moments where you know where it looked like Kyrie might get the win. So it was, it was good. Both of them looked good, and the right person won. Can't complain about that at all. Yeah, she's the Raw Women's Champion. Exactly. She, she should be winning these matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her spe- Kyrie's spinning back fist. Oh, she's just hitting people. <laughs> It's great. Uh, then we got our truth coming down for a pre-match interview with Charlie Caruso. He did his comedy stuff. When was the last time our truth had a full know. entrance? Because he either gets a jobber entrance so that he's already in the ring when we come back from a break, or it's just twenty-four-seven title shenanigans. So I was looking at it and I was like, I haven't heard like this whole "What's Up" theme song for ages. I did not miss it, and at it was all. great. Like the thing. Oh, do you not like it? I don't. Oh, I don't right. Like I, well, I, you know, I, I can totally get why people get frustrated with yeah. this um, because it is quite obnoxious and in your face. But it is. I, our truth. If I had a wrestling promotion, he's one of the first guys I'd have. Just from a live event perspective, the way he can just go out there. Every, it's a very simple song. If you've never oh, yeah. seen our truth, you can you can pick it up in two two <laughs> two lines. Everyone's doing WhatsApp. He's uh, WhatsApp. What's up? He's so charismatic. When he moves in the ring and does the sort of splits and mm-hmm. the dance moves, I think he's a tremendous wrestler for the live crowd to get into. And I was actually really excited for this because I thought, oh, he's away from the 24-7 title. He's got a match against Buddy Murphy. This is a great established act in truth that Buddy Murphy can beat and look better for doing so. Like it actually means something. Yeah. But then the but 24-7 then. <laughs> title ran down. It came crashing down, uh, in the words of Hulk Hogan's <laughs> theme. Um, yeah, I, I think on commentary during this match as well, they mentioned that both of these guys are in a battle royal at Crown Jewel with the winner facing AJ Styles. Was that match announced beforehand? Or was that something they just kind of that was threw an, at you? That was announced last week, that okay, battle royal. Right. Yeah, yeah uh, I must have missed that one. <laughs> Buddy Murphy versus AJ Styles, though. I would love that. It's not going to be. Yeah, but, but I would s- love that. But soon they're on the same brand. It's they're on the same brand. Eventually. They are both heels though. One of them needs uh, to flip. Unfortunately, buddy, buddy, buddy's a tweener. I guess I so. Say. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the, this match was fine. It was going okay. Uh, and then the twenty-four-seven posse, Sunil Singh, etc. They all just start running around the ring with no exit or anything. They just run around the ring because they can. Our truth joins them because he's so enamored with his championship that he wants back joins him around for a little bit, then at about a count of seven or something, he rolls back in the ring straight into a knee from Buddy Murphy who gets the win, which is fine because Buddy Murphy won, but I'm so over R-Truth and the 24-7 title stuff. I mean, the 24-7 title as a whole, I'm kind of over at this point because I've not been for like three or four months now. They've not been very creative with it. It's just been the same stuff constantly. Totally. So I'm kind of over the title as a whole unless something changes soon <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm just over it they had a moment when maria had it to do something different and mm. just take it in a completely different direction but they, they just put it back on truth and you got the maverick stuff and yeah I'm, I'm over it and i think wwe are as well after that we got an aop promo 
it's exactly the same as all the other AOP promos. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got the Street Profits coming out. I was excited. Yeah. They came out. They they were immediately very charismatic. They they walked in through the crowd and they got in the ring and they just oozed charisma and star power. They the way they did their little hug twice and I think their act is even better suited promo wise in the live in a in a ring in front of an audience. Much as you were saying about our truth. I think these guys mm. are an act that can come out and they just make a crowd feel alive and can join in with what they're saying. Yeah. Until they overdo it, that is. That's that's the thing. Yeah, so they... I thought they they got a great, great reaction. They were great in the ring. And I'm like, this is fantastic. They, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman's doing this right. Yeah. And then at the end, they tried to get a We Want the Smoke chant going. Bearing in mind, a We Want the Smoke chant already happened organically before they cut their promo. As they came out and the music faded, the crowd started chanting, we want the smoke at them. Cool. That's nice. And then at the end of the promo, they go, let's do it again. Music comes back on. We want the smoke throughout the whole thing. I've got a conspiracy theory. You've got a conspiracy theory. So, I don't think the we want the smoke chants were that loud when they came out. Okay. I Have they done we want the smoke chants before? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, all of their backstage hype promos ended with We Want the Smoke. Yeah, I but think, not, a, not a chant from the crowd. No. This, this whole segment was designed to end on the Street Profits music playing mm-hmm. and them dancing around the crowd yes. saying, leading everyone in a We Want the Smoke chant, which would be fantastic if it happened organically. Uh, but, you know, that with, with the, the Usos did, did something similar earlier this year, do you remember? They... They came down to the ring and they started... I can't remember what it was. I was trying to search for it. But they started being very obnoxious and like singing, the, singing a part of their own song. Mm-hmm. And no one got into it. Looking at how the segment was designed to finish, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some plants mm-hmm. in the audience to get the We Want the Smoke chant at the start and then start leading it at the end. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 but whatever, whatever the idea was, it didn't work. It came off as too much. It came off as you know, you've got this supremely cool act, and it, it tipped over into say our catchphrases. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, no, that's too corporate and and overproduced and forced. Yes, unfortunately, yeah, uh, they want the smoke. Did you know? And they just walked out as well, which felt yeah. a bit anticlimactic. <clears throat> yeah, I thought someone was going to come and interrupt them. The OC would have been perfect. Exactly, yeah. A- AJ comes out. You want that smoke? Yeah. The guy community. <laughs> <laughs> but then we got the best match of the night. Uh, one line you can do in AJ's voice. It's like when you've got a, an entry word into an accent or an yeah. impression. <laughs> like a perisher, perisher, Witabix. <laughs> Witabix. <laughs> the guy community. <laughs> So then we got the best match of the night, which was Drew McIntyre versus Ricochet. Yeah. This, I love this match um, because last week we got this match and it ended up really good. Mm -hmm. But it took about five, six, seven minutes to fully get going, I would argue. This one started hot with Ricochet diving outside to take out Drew. And then Drew made it absolutely captivating for 10 whole minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. 
always on top. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, you're a heel. So you have to work over the baby face, lots of rest holds, almost bring the crowd's energy down. So when the baby face makes the comeback, they can pick it back up again. But Drew just proved here that is an outdated way of structuring a match and ring psychology because he was in control all the time. He dominated Ricochet. He beat down Ricochet for 10 straight minutes mm-hmm. and the crowd were always in it. Yeah. I, I thought it was excellent. And it was partly because you had Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair at ringside in the respective corners. And Drew just had fire with Hulk Hogan. Oh, he did, didn't he? He hits this leg drop on Ricochet, stands up, gets out the ring immediately and just gets right in Hogan's face. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was brilliant. And there was so many times this match where I was like, right, and here's Ricochet's comeback. Oh, no, never mind. And this one's Ricochet's comeback. Nope, never mind. So there was that bit when he got in the face of Hogan. And I was like, right, Ricochet's comeback. He's going to roll back in the ring. Ricochet's going to be playing possum. He'll do a roll-up for a near fall or hit something. Sure, whatever. But no, Drew just came back in and just got in an abdominal stretch. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was. And what was really crucial about this, uh, I can't remember if Drew was knocked off his feet in that opening dive. I think he stumbled, but he wasn't knocked off his feet. But yeah. the first 10 minutes of the match... Drew never went down. No. And, I mean, it sounds like sounds like now I'm going old school, but that's a great way to book a big man. Mm-hmm. You don't have the big guy knocked off his feet until it really matters. It builds it up as something that you can use, especially if the story is big man versus small man, which this was. So then when Ricochet finally knocked McIntyre down, the crowd went electric, and the crowd mm-hmm. was super into this match. wasn't a great crowd, I would say, for, for the whole show. It was but right. here they were really into it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there were some really nice spots. Uh, yeah, like uh, Ricochet doing that sort of reverse leap over in the corner. Mm-hmm. And Drew McIntyre just kicks him in the face. Yeah. Uh, Alabama slams are always great from mm-hmm. Drew. Like, I feel like he probably has the best Alabama slam ever. And it's the reverse one, isn't it? Because mm. in the normal Alabama slam, you land on, on your back. back. Yeah. But on this one, he always puts them on their face, which looks awesome. Um, the reverse Drew powerbomb into the corner. Uh, so Drew was going to do a powerbomb, a running buckle like a, bomb. Like a razor's edge. Into the, yeah. Bomb, yeah, God, and, awesome. And Ricochet flipped out of that. And I'm like, oh, how do you get out of this match without... You don't want Drew winning twice, mm-hmm. but also I don't want Drew losing... And for my money, I thought they booked it really smartly. Ricochet goes for the 450. Drew rolls out the way, misses. Ricochet stands back up. Boom, RKO, genuinely from out of nowhere. Yeah, It was genuinely genuinely out of nowhere for me with the camera effects. That's easy. You can shoot around that. It seemed genuinely out of nowhere for people in the crowd as well. Because people were shocked. Yes, they were. I mean, Orton's bloody quick when he wants to be. So I think literally he must have just come out straight off the barricade, straight into the ring and hit it. Like, the timing must have been perfect, yeah. I think, for that. So, yeah, I thought it was really, really effective. It was really cool. And it put over, you know, it was an actual build to a crown jewel match. Yeah. For Hogan versus Flair, which is a match I still don't really care about. But it was a build to a match that's happening. So, you know, thumbs up for that. Um, and, yeah, the the heels kind of stood tall afterwards and they were like, hey, we're awesome. We're Team Flair, etc." Yeah, that's my, that's my one bugbear. I know Rusev's busy, but... I would like baby faces to come and assist baby faces, yeah. especially if you're on a team. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, uh, after this, we got the OC backstage with Umberto Carrillo. Yes. Well done. Thank Proud you. Proud of you. <laughs> uh, and I, I loved AJ's character motivation here. So he, good. He comes up to Umberto and it's just like, 
why did you pick Seth to have a match with last week? It's like, like it's so insecure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was excellent. If you wanted to do the the true champion, well, you chose the wrong one, like holding up his US title yeah. belt. Really, really cool. <laughs> sets um, up a match with them later on. Yeah, he says, so tonight he's just step in the ring with me. So that's set up for later. AJ versus Umberto. Yes, bloody please. Uh, Viking Raiders versus Chicago Cubs was next. It wasn't sh- uh, Chicago Cubs, obviously. It was... Uh, so both of them are names of Chicago Cubs players. Oh, Rizzo I did not write this down. And someone else. Bryant, I think. Sure. I remember that from my days I used to work at ESPN and, and cover baseball. Nice. Um, but the, yeah, the, so they, they were both dressed in the full Chicago Cubs regalia. And the Viking Raiders destroyed them. Mm-hmm. So this was in St. Louis. I can only imagine Missouri, yeah. that there is some hometown beef with the Cubs because sure. this was this was the example of a babyface's beating up a not your local hometown sports team to get good. Pops. I want to say St. Louis Rams. <laughs> I don't know. I think. Stay quiet. I'm I'm probably going to get so much heat for that, but I'm sure that's a team. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pr- probably something to do with the World Series. The World Series is on right now. I don't know who's in it. It's I bet World everyone's telling us. Yeah. Uh, the that's why SmackDown did so badly on Friday. Totally. That's the only reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, so this is another enhancement match for the Viking Raiders. I don't get it. Yeah. They're the Raw Tag Champs. Did unless we forget they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. Put them in a feud. Like a proper one, please. It's in a holding period. It yeah. just feels like everything, a lot of stuff is in holding periods right yeah. now because they're waiting to get past Crown Jewel. Yeah. And then they'll wait to get past Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. After this, we had Andrade versus Sin Cara in another rematch from last week, a, a match that I really, really enjoyed. Um, but this time, because Andrade has Zelina Vega out there to mm-hmm. interfere for him, Sin Cara's got a lady door of his own. A, a lady door. A lady door. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you call her in your review? Oh, I said Carolina. It's not Carolina. Carolina. Catalina. Ah, no, it isn't. No, they use both names. It's Catalina. She's an NXT wrestler called Catalina. Right. But honest to God, she was billed as Carolina here or Carolina. Okay. Yeah. All right. And and it was brought up that they use both names and they couldn't decide which one. Okay. Yeah. Well, the more yes. you know. Got that one. I'll take your word for it. <clears throat> Here we go. Uh, Andy's just chipped in. Chicago Cubs and St. Louis Cardinals are rivals. The Rams is the Los Angeles American football team. L.A. Rams? That doesn't... That doesn't... Well that, that doesn't ring right. <laughs> That's wrong. Anyway, Sin Cara and Andrade didn't get to have much of a match. Uh, it was really to set up the stuff outside. Zelina Vega tries to interfere, but Carolina Catalina stops her. I thought she looked excellent here. Mm-hmm. Vega goes to do a revert uh, Hurricanrana off the apron, and Catalina just power bombs her into the barricade. It looked, looked great, cool. yeah. Just caught her and just be like, nope, yeah. straight into the barricade, which is cool. But that distraction then allowed Andrade to get an illegal pin, feet on the ropes, and pin Sin Cara with a roll up. It was fine. I thought this was. I thought this was fine. Yeah, it, yeah. like we had a match last week. This is good. I mean, I don't really want to see a mixed tag, which Ooh. feels like where this is going. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought Carolina, Catalina, whatever, like looked really good. I'm, I'm quite yeah. excited to see what she does next week. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. If they do a, a Catalina versus Zelina Vega match, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. I think just not. I don't really want to see a mixed tag. Mm. Really, if we're going to see more of Catalina, 
I want to see what she can do properly. So, uh, Next up, I haven't got any notes here. So you might have to <laughs> fill me in. <laughs> just because I've just written they're both blonde, and I've written blonde a lot because I was laughing at blonde. <laughs> but no, uh, Charlotte's a face, I think, because she's blonde. Of she is, yeah. Uh, she tagged with Natalia. She's blonde. She's blonde. And then the Iconics fought them and lost because they're not blonde. Because they're not blonde. Well, you know, Peyton Royce is kind of blonde. I don't think she's naturally blonde, though. Um, Yeah, apparently commentary put over that Natalia has had the most matches ever in the history of the women's division. Feels like it. (laughs) Yeah, it really (laughs) does. It's a shame she's not better. Um, Charlotte took real... She's very good. She's just not over. Natalia's a very good wrestler. She's all right. Oh, you can't deny her in-ring skill. I can. She's all right. She never botches, and she never, like... Yeah, she, uh, she's, she is solid in the ring. She's very solid. She doesn't botch very often. She's all right. But she's just... I never really get into her matches. Well, that, that's it. Yeah, it has to be a very... They, they have to have done a lot of work to either have a really excellent heel or a very good story, mm-hmm. or she's second thing for someone else, sure. Yes. But I don't think you can say she's not a good wrestler. I think you can say she's not a very good uh, sort of character. Yes. Like, she doesn't connect very much a, as in an emotional level with yeah. hardly anyone, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But as, as an actual in-ring wrestler, she's, I think she's very, very good. One, one of the better ones in the division. I'd say there's quite a few that are better than her. Yeah. For, like... Becky, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, all of them are better than her, for starters. Natalia's in that upper bracket, though. I'd say, yeah, Natalia's better than some, but I'd say she's a, a mid-women's division act. You think Lacey Evans was having those matches <laughs> on her skill? <laughs> and the Natalia-Becky Lynch SummerSlam match, was it? The yeah. submission one was yeah, very good. Yeah, that, and that was fun, yeah. <clears throat> like I said, she, I think she can have good matches, but I don't think she is the best wrestler kind of thing. As a character. Yes. Yeah. I yes. think I think I'm just getting confused with when I hear wrestler, I think in ring. Yes. Yeah. Um but yeah, this was a this was a match. I mean, not much happened. Uh, the iconics got in more offense than I thought they would. Mm. Peyton hit a really cool spinning kick. Looked nice. Uh Royce slammed Natty's face onto Billy's knee and then Natty locks in a sharpshooter and Charlotte hits a spear and then they win. Yeah, it was weird that Charlotte didn't get the hot tag here. I thought no. that, that's what they were building to because they worked over Natalia for so long. But instead what happened is Natalia just locks in the sharpshooter. She just does a, a sharpshooter and then Charlotte hit a spear on uh, on Peyton. Hmm. I, I think it was Peyton anyway. And then oh. the other one tapped and that was it. Which is a, a bit of a shame because you think that the tag team would do better in a tag match than the two singles wrestlers, but it's Charlotte... Yeah. So no, it sucks. I um I would not be surprised if this was the start of look how well they work together as a team. Oh God. Ah, don't. <laughs> they need women's tag. Teams. I know they need women's tag teams. Um. After Ugh. that, we got Seth Rollins backstage with Charlie Caruso. He's figured mm. out quite an effective way to stop booing him. And that is to just not give them a pause to do so. No, exactly. Just keep talking. He's like, Charlie Caruso's like, here's my guest at this. Oh, let me tell you something, Charlie. <laughs> and he just didn't stop from there. He was yelling at her. Uh, it was quite like, I, I, I prefer this Rollins to, you know, the, uh, John. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, I mean, the content of what he was saying was a bit all over the place. A bit He's, ultimate warrior Yeah, he said he was angry that Firefly Funhouse is back, but um, he always knew it would be. He's and, not an idiot. He knew it was going to come back. Yeah, I just wish he didn't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> because as been soon better. as he mentions it, people do boo. Yeah. But I mean, they, they were booing a little bit already. And yeah. then he was like, when I burnt down the Firefly Funhouse, boo. But he just stormed through it. And then he came down for a Fool's Count Anywhere match against Eric Rowan, um, which was a lot of fun. It was. I don't know why they did a Fool's Count Anywhere here. I know they want to mirror what's going to happen at Crown Jewel. It's totally that, yeah. But I feel like you should save stipulations for big things rather than just kind of going, this is going to happen on Raw. And the same match is going to happen at Crown Jewel. Well, why would would I want to pay for Crown Jewel then? Yeah, I think it's two (laughs) things. I think... I think, yeah, you're totally right. A better version of this is here is Eric Rowan. Mm-hmm. He has history with yeah. Bray Wyatt. And Rowan can even be like, you'll never beat The Fiend. Like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he's really powerful or whatever. Uh, and then Seth does beat him. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to. But I get that you also want to protect Rowan. And you can sort of do that within a Fool's Count Anywhere stipulation. But then just put Luke Harper in it. Yeah. Just have Luke Harper in a straight up match and have him lose. Yeah. Uh yeah, that that's my I enjoyed all the action and yeah. and and you know there was some fun merch table spots in the concourse. There was Rowan took like a few curb stomps, one on the table, one on a ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh the finish came when he was pinned with a forklift and Seth Rollins stood on top of him. Yeah. Which I can't remember who pointed it out, but surely that means the forklift driver is the champ like yeah. on the match. If you're going by DDT rules, then the forklift is the uh, is uh, <laughs> wins the match right now. Forklift is undefeated in WWE right now. My problem here and it, it it's both a minor one and quite a significant one is SmackDown did something that I never thought could happen. And that's genuinely make Eric Rowan a a semi main event heel. Yeah, or an upper mid card heel, like he out of nowhere. I always thought Luke Harper's the one for that, and he probably is. But they did it with Rowan, and they spent a lot of time and effort to do that, and it paid off. Mm-hmm. This is his first match on Raw since the draft, and he lost. And sure, he was protected, sort of. But yeah, he just. I. I why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know, and, and it's like. He was protected, but also made to look like a little bit of a chump. Because, sure, he wasn't, like, pinnable from a couple of stumps, mm. which is, I guess, everyone can do that now. <laughs> yeah, but, doesn't mean anything yeah. as a finisher anymore. Uh, but then he just rolled <laughs> underneath a forklift to get cover, and then just got crushed underneath it, and he was like, oh, I can't get out. I was like, well, you look like a bit of an yeah. idiot now. And then after Seth pinned him by standing on the forklift and walked away, they just showed Roman again, who was just still underneath the forklift, being like, I can't get out. Uh, I was like, like, well, that's not leading anywhere. Just made Roman look a bit weak there, really. But also strong at the same time. They, WWE have done this quite a lot now, where they've made someone look strong and weak at the same time. It's, it's genuinely incredible how they managed to do that. Which just means flatten it out. Yeah. Because like, you, you, you got mixed emotions and your brain just goes a bit of both. Yeah. And yeah, they, that's why so many people flatten out. Yeah. Um, I'd got another way to fix this, actually. Mm. And it would have built better have the fiend interfere yeah yeah that, that's where i figured it was gonna go yeah it's force gone anywhere i know brand split and all that but you know ray was on smackdown yeah you've got crown jewel i i i thought the fiend was lacking in the absence here i you know he could have turned up yeah and done something protected rowan 
and built more intrigue. Yeah. And th- this wasn't a particularly great build for the match, I'd say. Th- this I feel like this could have happened like two or three weeks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this wasn't a big hot go-home angle for the for the match because Rollins just <clears> kind <throat> of won and then walked off. And it was like, oh, cool. Well, he won. And that's it. There was no real like, and Seth might win at Crown Jewel. This is the site that's going to happen at Crown Jewel, etc. Yeah. It was just kind of he won and walked off. Fun match, but yeah, not um, not anything beyond that. Really. No, exactly. Uh, then we got uh, a recap of Brock Lesnar beating down the Mysterios and Kane. Mm-hmm. Oh, we had Alistair Black doing a promo in his cupboard as well. Said that definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So why are they putting Alistair Black doing the same thing and expecting different results? And then we got AJ Styles versus Umberto Carrillo. And yeah, it was Carrillo had a... A nice showing. I think it went about five minutes. Maybe a little bit longer. But yeah, yeah, he got in a few moves. Uh, but AJ beat him quite convincingly. But with the calf crusher, which mm-hmm. I like. Yep. That it's no, it wasn't just the phenomenal forearm. Um, I like it when people have multiple finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a cool moment outside when AJ ran up the barricade to hit a tornado DDT. Mm-hmm. I think this was a good showing. And I liked Umberto in the Seth match and the AJ Styles match. They're both very good stars to elevate him in defeat. But now he needs to start winning matches. Yes, agreed. And I thought it was a real shame when he first came out, the crowd did not react to him whatsoever. Like when Umberto first came out, the crowd were just like, Mm. who's this guy? Even though he put in a really good showing against Seth last week. So I was hoping with AJ this week, he could have another really good showing, and then the crowd would be like, oh, we really like Umberto against Seth and AJ. He, this guy's really cool. But then it didn't really go that long, and he got in some really nice moves, which, again, the crowd didn't really pop for, which I was a bit disappointed at because they're really cool-looking moves. Um, but then AJ just kind of won, and then I don't think the crowd is still going to care at this point, which is yeah. a bit of a shame. But I feel like they're trying to do the right thing with Umberto, which is more than we can say for some others. So yeah, they're trying to build him properly. I just hope it works. Um, and then at the end, AJ goes to shake Umberto's hand, but then takes it away at the last moment. Psych! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Schoolboy. What, yeah. what was the... Too cool? Too cool? I can't remember. I uh, and Umberto, showing a really good bit of babyface fire, just punched him. Just punched him. Face. Straight up. So the OC beat him down, and then the Street Profits run down for the save. So babyfaces do help each other out. That yeah. was a nice moment. And I think that can be a really fun six-man feud. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun. And there's loads of different combinations of those six guys Mm -hmm. that I would be excited about seeing. Yeah. Like one-on-one action with Montez Ford or Angelo Dawkins with AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I think it was Brian Alvarez's idea. Next week's opponent should be Carrillo versus Carl Anderson. Yes. And he beats Carl Anderson. Yeah. That serves the story so well. It's like beating the the mini-bosses to get mm-hmm. to the ultimate boss. Yeah, yeah, I'd really like that. And then we got the divorce court. So overall, I gave this a poor episode. Mm. Uh, I thought it was poor. Um, just because the... Yeah, I, I enjoyed the wrestling. Uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad anywhere. The divorce court stuff was, was what it was. It, it's not good. Um, but yeah. Yeah, uh, I would... I think if this wasn't a go-home show for Crown Jewel, I would have given it like a, a low-av rorge. Yeah. But because it was the go-home show, I'm like, I, it's it's not good enough to be an av for the go-home for Crown mm. Jewel. So poor for me as well.
finish off your Soot Soot Super Chats and we'll get to the ones from yesterday's video that we didn't get to either. Uh, Sunspot Gallery on Rusev and Lana. As long as Rusev never says, let me in, we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Undisputed Zaya says, this is good S word. According to Rusev, it is anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paige, Asker, Kyrie and Becky. Uh, judging uh, Sparks writes, judging by Becky Lynch's promo post-match, I bet she faces and beats Asuka at Royal Rumble while Ronda wins the Rumble and goes to face Lynch at WrestleMania. Lynch is going to hold on to the title for that long till Mania? Yeah. I reckon she might, yeah. Whole year? Yeah. Yeah. I could see to that. To face Ronda. But I, I mean, I don't see Ronda coming back. Is that rumoured? I don't know. Power Packers 90. Vince didn't know people like Asian women. That explains why EO, Asuka and Kyrie are all heels. <laughs> well, you know, someone informed him of that 15 years ago. So. It's probably forgotten by now, in fairness. Nate dropped surname. I was literally saying, I'm really glad Paige is back on TV, but wish she wasn't back with them seconds before the green mist. <laughs> yeah, I was doing the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got one about the Street Profits start recording. Said uh, it's kind of cool to me how the Street Profits already had the crowd chanting "We want the smoke" after only their second time in the ring. Unless Ollie's conspiracy theories right. Get your tinfoil hats on. Uh, do you want me to do the next ones yeah. as well? Uh, we got some about Drew and Ricochet. Uh, Limp said, uh, didn't watch, but I got word Ricochet's neck was soft as a marshmallow and the Rusev anger was nauseating. Is it me or the corporates they want to please are just proper horny? <laughs> Cheers, swaft peoples. I think mean, you might be right there. Yeah. I like horny as a word and the description of what's going on here. <laughs> Everyone's just hornballs yeah, backstage. Totally. Uh, Jesse Venable said, Drew and Ricochet, dazzling. Lana and Bobby, this company. <laughs> this company. <laughs> uh, Jake C, Ricochet, selling that RKO. Yeah, so I good. We didn't really talk about that. Is no, it, but like to, it was amazing. Yeah, it was damn good. Yeah. Bloody love Ricochet. Yeah. Can sell a treat. Uh, Metal Bear said, anyone else love the bump Rick sold in that RKO? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, start recording said my raw dream match right now is Alistair Black versus Drew McIntyre I bet they would have such a brutal kick-ass match oh and NXT former NXT champions as well it's mm. a shame they didn't cross over well they, they were in NXT at the same time but their feuds never crossed over yeah, yeah I would like, like to see that. that I'd like to see it with a bit of proper build though totally. I wouldn't like it as like oh this week Alistair Black versus Drew McIntyre oh well Andrade versus uh, Andrade and Sin Cara. Sterling Van, please put Andrade in a feud with someone who's not Hispanic. It's great matches that get him nowhere. I want him to be a universal champion someday. I think that's, you know, apparently reportedly he's very well liked backstage. And Mm. going out with Charlotte Flair is is only going to help that. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, you know, Rey Mysterio, Sin Cara. It's it's very lazy (coughs) to just book him against luchadors. Mm -hmm. But he has had good feuds and series of matches with... Didn't he face Ricochet? <coughs> Maybe. Can't remember. Can't remember. He needs. He just needs more proper storylines and yeah, in general. For sure. Tory, Latino World Order on Raw. I mean, they're all feuding with each other. Yeah, so probably not. Uh, we've got some about Seth Rollins. Victor Cinco said, spoiler alert, the Seth, uh, Seth and Bray had a dark uh, dark match cage title match in St. Louis last night to a very anticlimactic Seth escape out the door. WTF, WWE. Yeah, they've done that a lot, haven't they? Yeah, the, I that think... dark match. I feel like a lot of people are talking about it. I think What Culture might have posted a video of it, mm. uh, which is why it's flared up. But they've been doing this for, for three weeks yeah. on the house show loops as the dark matches. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Wright said Rollins and Alistair Black were my favourite wrestlers this time last year now I can't stand anything he says and Black is in limbo thank god for AEW it's what happens when you call people up without a plan they Mm. were meant to be a tag team (laughs) 
Not not Rollins and Alistair Black. Oh, Rollins. Sorry, yeah. I just read Ricochet in my head. No, no. Uh, but yes, yeah. Still, yeah, sucks. Uh, Firefly fan, Firefly fan house. Uh, Ender Madden. Uh, who is your fave on this roster? Hashtag Monday Night Rowan. Monday Night Rowan. Big Red on the Big Red brand. Big Red. Big Red. Who's your horse? I don't know. AJ probably. Yeah, like all the people I really like haven't really had a chance. It, yeah, AJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike Martin the second said, after all that build-up with attacking Roman, the forklift finally turned on Eric yeah. Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> long-term good. booking of its Yeah, finest. long-term booking for sure. Uh, Miscellaneous on WWE. Nikal Bisnath, I feel bad for Jordan Miles. Will he leave WWE? Potentially. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot more about that uh, in the news today that Laurie's done. <coughs> uh, more stories about Jordan Miles. So. Uh, Sterling Van. WWE's theme should be I Can't Handle Change by Raw. <laughs> You're not wrong. <coughs> Sterling Van again. That should be also be YouTube comments. Yes, uh, should be. Too. Yeah. Sterling Van, can we have main eventers tap out more? Submission specialists in WWE really struggle to get far at all in the men's division. Right, yeah. That's, I don't that's totally think fair. the answer to is having the main eventers tap out more. I think it's just like really protect those tap out finishes and make a big deal out of them. Yes, agreed. Sterling Van again. Wow. What's up with the big tag team Big tag teams like the Viking Raiders or Bludgeon Brothers having squash job at tag matches when they're the tag team champions. That's what I said before. I don't understand. It's just lazy booking. Put them in feuds. You would think people would want those titles. It's a... It's something that I would have always thought makes sense. Mm-hmm. That there was a long period of time where WWE didn't do squash matches. And we yeah. were like, they should totally do squash matches. It's a great way to get over move sets yeah. and get over big fierce stars like this. It worked really well with Braun Strowman. But I think fandom's moved on. I don't think it works. No. Because they're, they're not working. Even in AEW, I thought the T, uh, Santana and Ortiz match, yeah. which was a squash, didn't really work either. Um, <clears throat> start recording. Sometimes I wish Raw was the NXT crowd. What, 700 people? Mm, yeah. <laughs> when there's really good matches happening, it seems like Raw crowds don't know how to react to them sometimes. I felt that way about the Umberto match. I felt like if mm. they had that exact same match in front of like a full-sale crowd... They would have been really hot for Umberto's offense, I reckon. I, I but wh- where does the buck stop there? Is that the crowd's responsibility, or is that no? I'm not- the the, the NXT crowd are given a consistently very good product. Yeah. So they're into all the move sets. They're into the characters. They're into the stories. Yeah. The main roster fans don't have that, mm. and they've just been taught to sit on their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sparks. I'm officially a fan of Korea. Imagine him versus Ricochet. Love it. Oh, yes, be great. Venom Kitsetsu. Odd that R-Truth doesn't get the same long longevity recognition like Big Show Kane, Mark Henry, Taker. It's never mentioned how long he's been around. I know. I think it's probably just because he looks very young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he has not changed. I saw a side-by-side image. Like, even his body know, has not changed. It's insane. Nate drops surname. Peyton Royce went blonde. Huge pushing coming, LOL. It's true. With Morgan as well. It's why she looked good in this pink. match. <laughs> Uh, Tall Tech MD, I see a new pay-per-view in the future, in WWE's future, Sexalmania. Hey. I mean, something good has to come out of this, right? PS, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Tall Tech. And Abram Penner, Catalina is my new crush. Love a woman in a mask. His <laughs> face emoji. We've got a, our own woman <laughs> in a mask right here. 
Uh, we got some generally about Wrestle Talk now. James McCall said, "Love Wrestle Talk." Hashtag not supporting Wrestle Talk is not cool. Uh, <laughs> thank you for all your hard work. It means a lot to me. Hashtag love your time with the boys. Thank you very much. Thank you. KML said, "Hey Ollie, maybe the secret to saving <laughs> Wrestle Talk is for you to go through a gimmick change. Maybe it's time for Shorty Davis, aka Shorty D." I'll look into it. I'll I'll see. I'll, I'll start wearing a high school basketball outfit. <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> Glass Frame said, for the record, I think you guys are doing a great job and love your expansion. Carry on evolving. Also, big fan of Chopper Pete and Dave will be good. Was yeah. that big fan of Chopper Pete and Dave will be good or big fan of Chopper Pete and Dave, they will be good? I don't know. I don't know. both ways. It's both ways. positive. Glass Frame said, uh, also, if you do need to create a new buzz... Oh. Not going to read that one. <laughs> yep, never mind. Skeletor said, Chopper, 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 Chopper section for life. Well, thank you. Chopper. Uh, Train 24 said, Happy birthday, Chop and Ollie. Support Wrestle Talk. Thank you very much. Kyose said, You're live on Twitch right now, guys. Yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Don't know how that's happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we should be live on Wrestle Talk's Twitch, but not on Screen Stalker's Twitch. Twitch. Yep. Matthew Robinson said, Hi, Pete. Happy birthday, Ollie. Happy birthday to you too, everyone. <laughs> Is that just a, a common greeting now? It's just yeah, to wish each birthday. other happy birthday. EA said, made pancakes from my lovely morning with the boys. Oh, pancakes with the boys. Lovely stuff. Fogel McClement said, I hope everyone shows appreciation to Ollie and the lads for the video asking what we want. That's why I love Wrestle Talk. You are the most important thing. It's a shoot, brother. It's a shoot. Tyler Wright said, and where are mailbags being read out? I need help. Uh, so the mailbag question is going on the Friday show. Uh, so yeah, the Patreon mailbags that were on the Saturday show now we moved to the Friday live show instead. Along Didn't get to also. do it last week because no. Dalton Castle and Matt Taven. <laughs> Dalton Castle and Matt were Taven. Too much fun. They were too busy being Dalton and Matt. <laughs> uh, Wyatt Yapple said, um, for, "For fantasy booking warfare, you'll write small parts to create stories." Yeah, so that's I think that's the best way to do it because it's so much work for one person to do it, mm-hmm. just from an idea resource perspective. Yeah, I think yeah, having a little booking committee meeting. Once yeah. a month, we can do something like that. Uh, Tomo said, Tomo uh, said, Pete, chop it down. Yes. Say it. I, I did. Thank you. Uh, Gary Pierce said, Cheers, guys. Beer mug emoji. Cheers. Thank uh, you. Adam Choninja said, Pete was on the right track. The St. Louis Rams moved to LA a few years ago. I knew they were a team. Well done. Yeah. Retro knowledge. Thank you. Uh, John Kurazawa said, At least it's Chopper Day, your next employee. Thanks. Am I? Are they? Maybe. Maybe John was saying he's the next employee. And Marcus Roman says Carolina Carolina Catalina looks like a character created from the WWE 2K games because of the mask. (laughs) That's true. It looks like uh, our our creator restaurant, our my Carimo that we're doing. Speaking of Twitch.tv/screenstalker, I know you're watching right now on Twitch.tv/screenstalker because somehow we're live. (laughs) We're also going to be playing 2K20 later on after this stream. So. Stay tuned for that. And thank you to Jake Shopper and The Age of Me for donating but not leaving a message. Now, I did a live stream yesterday uh, and I said don't do Super Chats, but I stupidly didn't turn the Super Chats off. So I'm just going to do all those very quickly now. Mundi, let Chopper Pete do NXT this week. He seemed so passionate about it the other day. Mm. I'm so sad. I'm not going to be able to. Oh, I'm not going to be able to watch early the yeah. first one where Balor's turned heel. Uh, Sona Goggles I had no issue Sona Love longer videos Make that money Thank you Gordon Marston Marston sorry More lorry please The guy is just really over 
Uh, and Gordon Mason again. Ollie, did you read my comments I sent last week? I don't know what it would have been. If it wasn't a super chat, we might mm. have missed it. Yeah. Uh, Nick Stamley. Don't let it get you down, Ollie. Job at JJ496. Hard emoji. You and the boys. I don't have ideas because I'm not the smartest. I'm here because I love and support WrestleTalk as much as I can. Number one fan jobber. Hey. Oh, thank you very much. Eric Sadler, whatever you do, keep your personalities intact. We'll try our best. That's what we're going to try and I do. I feel like we'll have more of that. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Raymond Jones, I'm a web developer, would happily help refresh the website. That'd be cool. I think it's more, it, it works very well from a technical standpoint. It's mm. just the more content and tone we need to refresh, but thank you for the offer. Yeah. Oh, God. Good luck. Chitaranajan Srivnas Swamith Nathan. Swami Nathan. <laughs> Did you know that I spammed both you and Cultaholic about a collaboration about two months before you did it? Wow. Face emoji, truly swaft emoji. Wow, you fortune teller. Thank you. Well, that was in the works. Way before two weeks. (laughs) David McKenzie, more videos like your first wrestling memories or your favourite matches. Could add to the end of a podcast, like this week's recommended matches. Sounds like a great idea. That means us watching more matches, which we don't That's really true. have time to do. Yeah. Uh, Sean Turner, I never miss Wrestle Talk Law. Sk- I miss Wrestle Talk Law sketches like the fake door heel <laughs> turn. I've been waiting forever for a chopper heel turn. Might happen. You don't know. Five two minute look at live chat idea. Uh, yeah, I I want that was one of the big takeaways. Do storylines again. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll do we'll four f- a year we'll around. The find big a five. reason to do some. Nick Steinle and. Uh, Brian Thomas. Oh, Ooh. thank you, Nick Steinle. I didn't, don't know where yours has gone. But Brian Thomas says, what f- music are you a fan of, Sir Oliver? I don't know. Bit of this, bit of that. Taylor Swift. Was listening to Arcade mainly, Fire last mainly night. Mainly Taylor Swift, and he tries to make the rest of the office listen to it too. <laughs> Leo Reyes, maybe a worst of WWE series. It's quite negative though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but blimey, they put out enough for us to fill those lists. They do. Mundy, not a question, but I really miss Wonder Ollie. I don't know where she is. Yeah. Uh, Russell Hulsnauer. Always use the word segue for segue jokes. Love you, Ollie. I'll keep watching whatever you guys make. Keep up the great work. Someone said I should drop yeah, the segues. Yeah, drop the segues. Just Absolutely a not. two ball guy. A very niche reference to one episode that me and Simon did of Screen Grapple. <laughs> Fantastic work. You guys are doing a great job. We appreciate that you guys want to hear from us. The truth is you guys can only do so much with the finite resources you have. And we have to understand you can't please all the people all the time. Thank you. Aaron, you deserve super chats. Thank you for your candor. Hmm. Can do or... No, oh, that was bad. Forever 314. Have SoCal Val do the four-minute reviews. It's it's because we have to film it so... Un- Maybe. We'll, tr- we'll try and yeah, we'll give it a go. Yeah, maybe. Get so Calval on the channel more. Hot and spicy. Your coverage of wrestling as a whole is what drew me to you guys as you talk about Ring of Honor and New Japan in your news coverage. I always watch these videos. They got me interested in other promotions. Much love. Well, That's thank good. You. The Flying V. I'd love to see a live review podcast in a, in a London venue with the audience. That'd be cool. We've done that before. But yes, yeah, we need to master recording the actual Actually event. live streaming things from other places. Sidesh Mirchner. Uh, bring that fancy <laughs> booking once a month, please. On it. Scott McLelland. Political views shouldn't be in vids. Hashtag escapism. I totally agree. 100%. Um, when we, if we ever, if one ever slips through, I hope it comes across as we're, we're just pointing out ridiculousness in general as opposed mm-hmm. to planting our flags on any particular side. <laughs> I've got an email here. How many? Just one. I've got two. Ooh. 
I know, Lofty. Also, email me, peterbrestletalk.com, because for the next couple weeks, I'm going to be doing this show, the AEW review, the SmackDown review. Oh, yeah. And probably the NXT review. I didn't think of that. So. You're the Wrestle Talk Live, man. Yeah, so email me, because I'm going to need them to fill out all <laughs> these intros and outros, because otherwise, you're just going to get me and Dave talking about D&D, because that's what we do. People love that. They that do. That was one of the big bits of feedback. Yeah, I know. More, more D&D. I know. Podcast. Got several emails about it. Also, they want the podcast intro to be longer. <laughs> yeah. They want they want the intro seat, the credits bit, you know, where everyone says, I support, support WrestleTalk. Mm-hmm. They want it to be four times longer. Oh, yeah, definitely. What, from what I got. So it should be like a whole five minute edited yeah. intro. Uh, and what, what we'll do, we'll that. cut down on the talking. Yeah. Our bits. Yes. So we can absorb the opening sequence yeah it's perfect yeah makes so much sense well we'll cut it down folks but luke does that when he's back yeah um he he gets carried away sometimes i didn't really realize he made the apocalypse now of (laughs) of intro (laughs) credit sequences (laughs) um but anyway got an email from geo who said hello pete ollie laurie simon dave socal val but not to andy nor luke because he's in japan uh so i just wanted to say say, oh hi bless you Uh, So I just wanted to say to everyone on the group how wonderful all you are. Uh, I know we as an audience are quite demanding and somewhat annoying as to what we want from the channel. It's either a new face or a new format we constantly dislike, but at least me will always be supporting WrestleTalk. Now this is directly to Ollie. Mr. Davis. Just kidding, dear Ollie. Uh, I know, and I believe all the Swift Nation is with me on this one, that you put enormous effort into this. I can see that you care about us, the audience, a lot, which is great, but I believe that you are being too harsh with yourself. Thanks for all the, the work you and all of your guys put into this, but please cut yourself some slack. It's just not cool thinking that you are not happy because you want to make us happy. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I enjoy a lot what you do as WrestleTalk and ScreenStalker, and in this moment of change and demanding, I want to give you a big thank you, because whatever comes, I'll be supporting WrestleTalk. For life. For life. Love you guys. El amigo de Wrestle Talk. Oh, thank you, Gio. Mm, that was a lovely email. Yeah, I've, I've actually I've had quite a few emails to to me privately mm-hmm. from people from from writers on the site from from just viewers at home, and uh, they've all they've all had similar sentiments of don't beat yourself up, man. Yeah. It's all okay. And uh, I I try. I think I've replied to all of them. Sorry if I haven't to yours and said thank you so much. Genuine means a lot. Uh, but I'm a stupid dingbat. <laughs> I've got, I've got to, I've got to pay, got to pay the penance. Actions have consequences, yeah. man. You should see my back. I've been self-flagellating. Don't do that. Yeah, I'd no. have a rib removed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got another email from Matt. Uh, which is similar sentiments to the last one. It just says, Hi, Pete, and the boys. There's lots of you. Please forgive me. Uh, Ollie has been beating himself up over the last week about the old WrestleTalk faithful falling out of love with some of the product. Ollie, learning from your F-ups is the best way to learn. The fact that you're listening to your audience is amazing, and I hope that this continues. But the bottom line is that you guys are the premier YouTube wrestling organization. Keep up your consistent consistency, and you'll smash it out the park. Hashtag WrestleTalk2020. On a yes. side note, on a side note, thanks for watching WWE so we don't have to. We are all ever so grateful. Love from the Down Under Podswafters, Matt. Down Under? The a down, Swaft Under? A Swaft Under. Down Under anyway, with how, Matt. Are you, good, are you good at the straining accents? Um, probably better than you are. Oh, that's good, mate. I think. <laughs> you reckon? I'm pr- probably better than you are. We're turning off a large portion <laughs> of the audience. 
They did not come here for accents. Um, that was that, actually South African. I actually changed yes. that mid-sentence. I changed that to South African. What other accents can you do? Because <laughs> now I am doing South African. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. So my South African peeps know what's up. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. I don't know any like South African references to make to that. Uh, diplomatic immunity <laughs> is, the, is the go-to from Lethal Weapon, isn't it? But thank you so much, Matt. Yeah, thanks, um, Matt. Yeah, uh, actually, to everyone, I'm I'm not really beating myself up that much about it. To be honest, I'm just doing all this as a very superficial thing <laughs> uh, to make you feel like you're being listened to, and I'm going to start clickbaiting the hell out of everything <laughs> in three weeks' time. Hashtag three week push. <laughs> I learned from the best, Vince. <laughs> Uh, they are the authority mm. until they're not the yes. authority. Uh, I went cheese making on Sunday. You went cheese making? It was a very, well, it was a birthday present that was given to me on my birthday. Right. Which is eight months ago, March. Okay. Um, but we just haven't had the time to go. And I went and it's amazing. Really? Honestly. It was so interesting. I learned so much. Mm-hmm. We made two kilograms of halloumi. Okay. Are you a halloumi fan? I'm not not hugely. I mean, I can eat it, but it's not like my favorite thing in the world. Really? Yeah. Maybe you haven't been having homemade poly <laughs> halloumi. I, I enjoyed the process so much because it's a bit like chemistry, and I've, I was, I was, you know, I've got a chemical equation tattooed on my. You bed. do. Uh, the the I, I said to Anna afterwards, I'm going to make people cheese for Christmas. Okay. I'm going to make, and she was like, no, that's weird. <laughs> Because you can make cakes and give it to people. Yeah. You can even sort of make spirits, I think, and give them to people. Sure. But here's some cheese I made in my flat. <laughs> Do you think, would that's, you be happy that, to that's, receive that's that cheese? That's more weird now you say it like that. Because yeah. I think gifting, cheese is a thing that people can have. Yeah. Especially around Christmas time. You have lots Loads of, of cheese. cheese boards and things of that nature. So gifting cheese isn't necessarily weird but saying this is cheese i made myself is slightly strange it shouldn't be pete i know it's it shouldn't be it's just weird you know do you think uh everyone will be a bit miffed if instead of bonuses this year i give them homemade halloumi you do bonuses no we don't damn uh, it we did one i think we did after wrestlemania because everyone works so hard where's mine uh, <laughs> You just got employed, man. <laughs> you got, got a job. I got hired <laughs> instead of a bonus. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it. Find a good... There's a lot of sitting around because the bacteria has to sort of do its thing. Yeah. Um, Does it smell bad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you get used to it quick. Okay. Um, just because you... I mean, you're in there for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, a lot of sitting around drinking tea and eating other cheeses. Yeah, and you think... Right. Yeah, and you'd think, oh, I've eaten too much cheese. I don't want to do any more cheese. I th- I think I've got a high cheese tolerance. Okay. Yeah, I love cheese. <laughs> I've, I've almost, I haven't been drinking that much at all for the last six weeks. I don't know mm-hmm. why, it's just suddenly turned off on it. Right. I think I can replace it with cheese. I'm assuming you mean alcohol. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. Not just drinking as I'm, a whole. As solid only. <laughs> I get all my moisture from... The air. Licking Huel bars. <laughs> <laughs> we should uh, get sponsored by Huel. I mean, yeah, you'd love it. The amount I talk did. about it. Yeah, you do. You should get sponsored by Huel, by melatonin providers, by uh, geranium 
smelling things. For Big market, efficiency. the geranium smelling mm-hmm. industry. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Lots of things that you do that increases efficiency slash health. What would you be sponsored by? Weird uh, dilutable liquids what that you mm, you put in your water bottle to yeah. be able to drink water. That or... What's it taste of, that stuff? Is it like Ribena for adults? Yeah, sort of. It's squash, isn't it, mate? It's all right. It's full of sugar, Pete. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> but I I struggle to drink water by itself, and I know it's very important to drink water, so I drink the thing that has the most water that isn't water. I got a super expensive, sense. super good water filter for the office. I know, but I just can't... I... And you just squirt your toxic <laughs> crap into it. <laughs> Not into the machine. That would be rude. Um... Yeah, I, I, I struggle with food and with drinks. I struggle to drink slash eat bland things, even when they're really good for you. And I know it would be good for me to have it. I'm just like, yeah, but it's boring though, isn't it? You're a big ketchup guy. No. Oh, really? No, not really. Well, usually I'd say people who like, you know, need a bit of excitement on yeah. a plate. I, I am Cover a so- it in tomato sauce. I am a sauce man. I yeah. do very much like sauces. He's a sauce man. <laughs> <laughs> top, top five sauces really quick. Before <laughs> oh, we God. get out of here. Ah, uh, some sort of sweet chili thing. Right. Is sweet, that number one? Sweet chili sauce is probably definitely up there. Some sort of chili mayo as well is also great. Mayo as a whole yeah, is pretty good. Yeah, mayo in general is great. Oh, barbecue sauce, how could I forget? Ooh. And brown sauce probably. Top, probably top five. Off the top of my head. Yes. Yeah. That's my top five, I'd say. I, w- I was concerned you were going to accidentally list a condiment. No. At which point I would have to strike you down. <laughs> so good sauce listing. <laughs> Right. Well, that's going to do it for this Raw podcast. Uh, did we mention that Luke's in Japan, which is why I'm yeah, here? Yeah, right at the start. Okay, good. Um, so, yeah, I'm here for the next couple of weeks while Luke's in Japan. I'll be back uh, on Thursday uh, with Ollie for the AEW Ramble. Not a ramble. God, podcast. I'm still getting used to the new name. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I love you all. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.